We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, but today doesn't feel that way. We are divided in more ways than one, and the media and the powers that be all have their own agenda. The people of this great nation no longer care about the truth, they only care about the side they are on. At Poor360, I am trying to change that. We're bringing you the facts and history so we can all learn something and make our own decisions. Tune in every Tuesday to be a part of that journey. Following, following the following the journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics, the podcast dedicated to all things nerd, with your host, the Podfather himself, Nate Phillips. Showtime, a-holes. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Comics. Journey into Comics 229. I am your host, Nate. What the fuck's going on on this Monday morning? How you motherfuckers doing? Hope everybody's doing fantastic. Let's get right down to business, man. It's been crazy. Last time I talked to you guys, I'm pretty sure it was right before the wild snowpocalypse that happened. And it wasn't even a snowpocalypse as much as it was like fucking tomorrow. What I mean by that is it wasn't like the day after tomorrow, it was just straight up tomorrow, which was, it already happened yesterday, a couple days ago now. So, it was like fucking minus 22 degrees out before the wind chill, and then it was like minus 56 with the wind chill, so the the wind touching your skin just made it insanely brutal. It was really bizarre because it just like, a couple days ago went from minus 22 degrees to like 22 degrees and I was outside with just like a hoodie going, man, it's not bad out. 22 degrees, okay? It's not bad out. I'm like, fuck. We're like in Siberia where we're training to be frozen all year. So we go in to take our fucking lake ice bath. I don't know if you guys know about that. That's a real thing, by the way. Uh, so anyways, that happened and that was crazy. And then Thursday, man, talk about blunders of life. The guys uh, who are a part of the uh, Elite Four chat group that I have uh, know about this because I let him in on it, but not a proud moment for the podfather here. So we went down to Lowell on Thursday because we got a little stir-crazy being stuck in the house from Tuesday night till Thursday early evening. Like It kind of just grates on you not being able to leave your house because it's so cold that you know shit's not going right. And, Nothing was open. People were staying home from school and everything else. And, like the mail didn't go, and then that made me think: like the mail is crazy. If the if they cancel the mail, if the USPS decides it's too fucking cold outside, heed motherfucking warning, man. And and what I mean by that is like, and and really think about it like this: you know, like their their slogan through USPS is through rain, sleet, and snow. Like they'll take it on the fucking chin in any other weather conditions. But sub-zero temperatures, fuck that. We're staying home, too. We don't want to do it. We're not interested in that. So, man, it's just like we go to V's and hanging out for a little bit. And we had this fun little game where we were like, okay, Ollie, we're going to start cleaning up. And everybody just kind of worked on picking up the house a little bit, making it look nice and whatnot. So they had to, Veronica and Ollie had to go to a dinner with uh, her stepdad. And I was like, all right, we're going to head out. And... It's snowing all of a sudden, and it's shitty, and I'm like, I shovel the cars out, and uh, I get Veronica's car on, I got our car on, I got the heat on, I got the windshield wipers going. There's ice on V's car that's not coming off. Fuck. So I go get our scraper, because her scraper's broken. I, like, run. I'm like, Sarah, pop the trunk. She pops the trunk. I, like, run and grab the scraper. I go back to V's car. As I'm running towards V's car, it was fucking badass. I took her old scraper and I just like one hand chucked it towards her. And she one hand caught it out of midair like fucking amazing. It was fucking ninja shit. Like you, I wish, I wish that you could be like, I wish sometimes my eyes could record my moments. Because shit like that happens and I see these crazy moments happen. For example, just the other day, side note, side tangent here. Girls and I were sitting here having dinner, and I was taking my hat off. I had on my Joker pop vinyl hat, 
and there was just one mic stand. It's a vertical stand. It just goes straight up and down. There's it's not doesn't have a boom arm or anything. It's straight up and down. I usually use it for my uh, for my mic when I do JIC, which tonight I'm not using it. It's just sitting over there. Uh, so, anyways, I just looked the the fucking mic stand. I took my hat. I just fucking threw it, and it wow and hit the thing perfectly. Spun around like four or five times, and then like perfectly set on the mic stand and like landed there and it was like whoa and the girls both watching they were like holy shit and I was like man I bet if I tried that a million more times if I sat down and tried to do exactly the same exact thing I'll never do it again and of course I couldn't they could they tried to get me on film doing it I couldn't know the magic of it it happened it was gone so I you know I throw the thing to V boom she fucking catches it I run I'm scraping the shit out of her th- out of her window her front window Here's the part that is very pertinent to note. I'm focused on the window, the fucking freezing cold, the fact that they have to leave. They're already late. And I'm like, shit, I gotta go. You know, so. So I go to run back to the car. As I go to run to the car to go inside the car, the only thing my eye catches, the only thing my eye catches is the trunk's open. So I go and I push the trunk shut and it doesn't shut. And I'm like, what the, and I look and Sarah is in the trunk. She was getting something out of the trunk and her body was in the trunk halfway. And I like crushed her partially. And it was awful, awful thing to happen. And, uh, so it, it, you know, I, I mean, I crushed it hard. I, I, it hit her hard. And she was crying, and it was like a really fucking traumatic moment. Like, I could have hurt her, killed her. It could have been way worse than it was. Like, it was a... We got super lucky. Hit her in the shoulder. So, and now I know, like, since I'm talking to her today, she's perfectly fine and is just has a little tiny soreness, and it wasn't that big of an injury at all. It was more of a scary almost injury than anything, you know. But it was like a traumatic moment, man. You're just like, you're, you know kind of get um you forget what it's like to hurt another person unintentionally at all you know like when you're a kid and an accident happens your kids man and accidents happen a lot as kids oh two kids were running into each other and or they were running around and ran into each other and broke each other's nose or whatever the shit like this is my friend man i just crushed her with a trunk luckily she's okay so that was fucked up and uh we came back here and I was like, man, I'm going to cook dinner for you and try to make it up to you. So I cooked steak tacos. They were fucking flame. And I totally forgot about that till right now. So when you listen to foodies, watching movies on Wednesday, you're not going to have heard anything about my steak taco. Well, you're going to hear something about a burrito, but two different things. So I digress anyways. So Friday, Went down, hung out at V's for a bit. We've been doing some work on the Journey into Comics network here because uh, Podcastrophe is getting a logo rebrand. We've been talking to some new uh, future possible uh, talent that may be joining the fold in the network with new shows and what have you. Uh, You know, man, it's just like it's been busy for us, really. It has because we're always trying to improve for you guys. So anyways... Friday, I was like doing some of that work and stuff, editing some podcasts and whatnot, listening to a little bit of news. And then V got home from work, and we drove back up here to my house. And, uh, oh my God, cat of our existence. Ami's fucking screaming at the top of her lungs. Let me the fuck in. The answer is no. So anyways, getting back to it, we uh, we get back here, we're hanging out, we, I don't know, we're just like, whatever, we're just going to chill, not really do much, but Saturday we kind of had plans to watch some of the things, oh man, we've been watching this show, The Masked Singer, if you've got Hulu, do yourself a fucking favor and watch The Masked Singer, it's fucking fantastic celebrities in full costumes you don't know who they are under the mask they're singing 
some of them are quite good and they're not actually professional singers or that's not their career. They might be an, a musician or, or not a musician. Nah, that's a stupid thing. I meant to say they're not a musician. They're most likely an athlete or uh, some sort of actor or actress who's only done those kind of roles and never tried to sing or do anything like that. So it's really interesting. And then like the lowest voted person each night goes home and has to be unmasked. So the world figures out who it is and they, they sing their song one time. I'm not going to spoil any of the people that have been on the show because I think that takes away from it, but it's really genuinely a lot of fun. So doing a little bit of that, and then uh, Saturday we decided to finally hunker down, and we're going to get in a little bit of comic book news. Uh, pretty much now. Well, not really now. We're going to do it in a minute. We watched a movie that I'm going to talk about on today's show, guys, and uh, spoiler alert, it's Aquaman. And spoiler alert, we'll talk about it. We're going to talk about it. So you guys better stick around and listen to what I have to say about it. Uh, so anyways, Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, I was like, I'm going to cook some dinner. And I made uh, chicken and potatoes and corn and just a, a, a home run standard Nate dinner. Like something I don't have to think about. I can just get lost in it, you know. So... We uh we get done with dinner and then like we were getting ready to get into watching this movie and we were we'd ordered pizza it was on the way and Sarah's like oh, I'm just gonna clean up a little bit and she's like oh my god the fucking sink is really backed up it's bad like holy shit the sink is not good right now and I was like oh man so I'm like working on it and I'm trying to get this thing fixed. And the pipes are old as shit in this house, man. They're from the 50s, and they're, like, brittle as fuck. And they've maybe not had proper treatment or maintenance or whatever. This pipe breaks, and it's just water everywhere. And I'm like, holy shit, we got a problem. I don't know what to do. What the fuck do I do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's water going every fucking place. Ah, shit, 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 like, that's the only thing I could think of, is, like, fuck, this is not cool, it's not good, uh, yeah, it was not good, just spoiler alert, it was very bad, uh, ultimately, I still haven't fixed the sink, I tried today, this house is very old, and it has some really not I don't know, the word, I guess, would be not great. Uh, it's just got not great plumbing, I guess. So, yeah, anyways, the plumbing is just bullshit in this house. And I've got to still deal with this sink drama. It's on the list. Adulting ain't easy is something you'll probably listen to at some point this year. Uh, or check the previous season out from last year. Uh, on the Journey Into Comics Network right here, journeyintocomics.com. That's cheap pop. So you're probably asking, what did you guys watch over House of Pizza? Well, we watched Aquaman. I'm going to talk about it right now. Are you guys ready? Are you excited? Spoilers coming. If you've not seen Aquaman, I'm definitely going to break it down. Revenge of the Yawns, man. It's coming. It's here. It's late as shit. This show's coming out way later than I anticipated. Uh, but that's okay. Because it's my show, and that's how it happens to go sometimes. So, anyways, real quick before we go any further. We've done 12 minutes of the show right now. Almost 13. We've not yet had our first drink break. So, let's have our first drink break today. Brought to you by Poor360. You guys can check out episode 4 tomorrow. Cannot wait to see what AP has to talk about. I know Spoiler alert what it is, but I want you guys to be surprised. So tune in tomorrow, Tuesday, right here on journeyintocomics.com, where you'll check out Poor360. Coming to you at 360 degrees, motherfuckers. Oh, man, that drink is delicious. Okay, so we saw Aquaman. And there's a train of our existence to, to chime in. At its disdain of the movie or whatever. I don't know what it, it feels about the movie. But here's the thing, guys. I saw trailers for Aquaman. I knew Jason Momoa was going to be Aquaman. Eh. I just felt like 
this one of those things where the movie was set up for success. They ran a really, really good campaign, getting people into the movie. Jason Momoa is very, very, very nice dude. He's easily marketable. He's so friendly and kind that it's just hard to not want to be interested in what he's doing. So I thought, oh man, Aquaman's going to knock it out of the fucking park. And everybody said, oh, Aquaman's so good. It's so much better than Wonder Woman. It's so much better than everything else before in the DC. It's so much better than... It's going to make all the money. It's going to do all this shit. And then I watched the movie. Here's what I took away from it. A really, really, really shoestring plot point. Again, movie, listen. I'm not just some fucking dumb fucking schmuck. I like substance to a movie. I like there to have things that are complex that make me think beyond just, oh, well, I guess that's how it goes because that's the movie. Like, I guess that's just they got to accept it and that's all. I want to fucking have a reaction that's that's positive and never-ending. I want to be thinking about a movie like Infinity War where I broke it down 150 different fucking times and what every moment possibly could mean and we've got a trailer folks for something to talk about also today but back to Aquaman this movie is just uh, cheeky one-liners way too many action sequences really terrible CGI probably the worst CGI I've seen in modern superhero movies, really. I mean, the Sahara scene where they're in the desert is the fucking most god-awful, contrived fucking... They did terrible with the lighting. Like, just go fucking shoot in California's desert for five fucking seconds, and that will be all you need to make it look good enough. Like, you don't have to get crazy or none of that shit. Just be clever with your shot. But I digress. The movie, okay, so what is up with this movie? What happens? Essentially, the movie is like narrated partially by Jason Momoa. He's talking about his father who saved his mother who had been like washed ashore and she'd been stabbed and whatnot by her kind as she was running away from Atlantis. Uh, he patches her up. They fall in love, Florence Nightingale style or whatever. And she, you know, is like, oh man fucking you say my life that's super sexy i'm gonna blow you now or whatever and then they fuck and then little jason momoa kid is born and so, and so time passes for her to have nine months of womb time um the kid grows up to be like five or six or seven probably and then boom these like royal guards from atlantis show up to fuck her up she whips their ass in this like really awesome fight scene which one of the better fight scenes in the whole movie is like in the first 15 minutes and then, uh, you know, so that's done. You're like, wow, Nicole Kidman's the shit. And then, like, she's ultimately like, look, I've got to go back there because if I don't, they're just going to keep hunting me for him and you because we did something we shouldn't have in creating this thing that bridges our two worlds. So, and I also want to mention, right, I'm breaking this down super intensely because I want you guys to know that I really, really took a lot away from the movie and understand where they're coming from i just don't believe they presented it to me in a way that made me want to enjoy it i guess is the best way to say that so we get to the point in the movie where you know she goes away and then like it's boom future tripping a little bit and there's this submarine and there's these dudes, assassins, that are coming to take over the submarine full of these, like, young Navy dudes who don't know what the fuck is going on. These guys are overpowered with, like, automatic weapons and all this advanced shit and swords and what the fuck not. Like, little mini death strokes and whatnot. And, uh, they ultimately get stopped by the Aquaman who has his first cheeky one-liner permission aboard. Like, oh, okay, you just got into a submarine underwater permission to board like because you're the only guy that can do that i get that so he is battling and then there's these two dudes playing dirty and you don't even i don't think you ever fucking even get their actual names they're just these dudes and uh ultimately the one older fella who's the guy's dad shoots jason momoa's aquaman with this fucking grenade launcher and it pisses him off so Jason Momoa traps dude under this thing and 
essentially is like, you're a bad guy and I'm just stopping the bad guys. He creates an enemy there and that's going to be uh, your, again, shoestring because you're supposed to care about this guy. He's like, oh, by the way, here's this knife. He's like, I don't want that stupid knife. He's like, but it's your grandpa's knife. I'm just now de deciding to tell you that it's it's his knife because you called it stupid and this is the moment that I've decided that while you think it's stupid, it is in fact not stupid. It's a brilliant knife. I love this knife. It's a great knife. So anyways, we get back into it, and, uh, you know, Jason Momoa's character is just like, I'm going to go to the bar and hang out with my dad, and they're drinking, and there's these tough biker dudes, and they, like, are trying to be shitty or whatever, and ultimately they're not shitty. They're really nice. They just want a picture with the local hero, and so they party or whatever, and then Mira shows up and is like, some shit's going down because, oh, we go to Atlantis and Atlantis gets quote unquote attacked. I use air quotes when I say that. It gets attacked by a submarine. And they take and defeat the submarine. And then it gets revealed that the Ocean Master, who's down there, played by Patrick Wilson, is like, well, he's an asshole. And that's kind of the whole plot is he's an asshole who wants to be in full power. So he's trying to take charge and really be the king and be the man and everything. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is that, like, Jason Momoa is supposed to be the guy that, like, bridges the two worlds, unites it and whatnot. And they go. And it's, like, cool because he keeps... And they keep doing the flashbacks and flash forwards. And it's, like, they got, what's it, Vulcan, Volko or whatever played by Willem Dafoe and he's like teaching him as a younger kid because he knows the truth about his mother that she quote unquote died. I use quotes because later we'll talk about it. Super predictable. The whole oh she's dead and then I'm, it's like okay I'm just waiting for it. But you know it's just like battles, battles, battles. There's the five minute trailer you guys saw that they released for Aquaman where they're fighting Black Manta and whatnot and Aquaman's fighting Black Manta and whatnot. And uh, for the first time, you know, officially, because he gets, like, uh, given armor, I do believe, right? Yeah, it's like, here, here's your armor from the Atlanteans. Here's all your, like, powerful weaponry and stuff. So he makes his own suit. And, again, we're supposed to care about him because he got the knife. And his dad's dead. He died. He exploded himself with a bomb. And, the, you know, it's just, man, I don't... There's so many things about this movie that just have shortcomings. The, 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 there's just moments throughout that I was not quite a fan of. Sarah equated it really good on Foodies. You guys will be listening to here in a couple days on Wednesday on the Journey into Comics Network. Tune in for Season 3, Episode 10. Can't believe we're 10 episodes into our third season, but that that's fine. But it's just crazy to me because like she nailed it. It's like a Power Ranger movie with a big budget. It's a really big-budgeted Power Ranger film that doesn't have any Power Rangers and makes a cool Jason Momoa less cool than I was expecting because the movie didn't end up being as funny as I wanted it to be either. Like, he didn't bring nearly as enough comedic tone to the thing overall. It was strange. I, You know, it's one of those movies where, like I said, I had really, really, really high expectations. Really wanted this one to do well. Really liked Jason Momoa. I really was behind this cast, Nicole Kidman, fucking Patrick Wilson, Dolph Lundgren, like, uh, Amber Heard, like, all these great names, and, uh, Jason Momoa, obviously, but, uh, I feel like it just was not, it didn't do it for me, like, he goes on the trip, and he figures it out, because he's smart, and because his dad gave him history, like, it's super obvious, uh, he figures out where the the uh, you know uh, the trident is, and he goes and retrieves the trident, and then shows up as the badass with like this giant fucking kraken type fucking parasitic mouth looking bastard to fight the ocean master, and then there's another fight sequence because there's all these fight sequences, uh, and then he wins ultimately. Oh yeah, I forgot that Aquaman challenges for the throne. That's the thing. He goes to Atlantis to challenge because he's of royal blood. The queen was his mother. He's like challenging for the throne, and then he, he I, 
he kind of wins. I thought he won. I thought he actually killed the Ocean Master, but he didn't. Uh, it was pretty brutal looking. But, you know, it's just uh, to get back into the thoughts of this, it's like you have all these things and you get to the end and then it's like, okay, he wins. And then he reunites Atlantis. And then, yay. And then they give you an after credit sequence of Black Manta just rebuilding again. It's just like, man, I don't. I don't like to shit on DC, but I feel like they're just so far behind. There were moments in Aquaman that were straight up ripoffs or stylistic ripoffs, and maybe they're homages too. I, I guess that just depends on the eye of the beholder. But it was very much Thor Ragnarok, and I'm just like, really? That's the choice you want to go with? And I mean, I love. There were some things I really did appreciate. I loved the underwater illuminescence thing and like the glow in the dark shit that's cool that's nifty the talking underwater thing's kind of weird like wouldn't you adapt to a different kind of uh form of communication like dolphins are telepathic they don't move i mean they can move their mouths but they don't typically move their mouths to communicate with each other if that makes any sense so uh Aquaman, man, I'm going to give this movie a straight up two stars. It was bad, guys. I'm so sorry. I know there's going to be people on the network that are pissed at me for feeling this way. I know they're going to think it's a personal attack. Listen, no one's more disappointed that this movie is bad than me. I wanted it to be great. I love Jason Momoa. I think he's a well-deserving dude. And like I said, I really was behind this cast as a whole. I thought everybody did a, an okay job acting, I guess. But again, it just like everything seems so obvious. Oh, so they, in order to get the trident, they have to go into, it's important to note this, they have to actually go into the fucking, uh, what you call it, this like vortex that's at the center of the ocean. And they end up in the hidden sea, which is in the center of the earth. And then, you know, that's where he's going to get the thing. But ultimately, he's found, and Mara are found by his mom in the movie, Nicole Kidman, who returns. And it was just like, man, you just had to be so fucking obvious city, didn't you? You couldn't just play it cool, Aquaman. You couldn't give subtlety. You couldn't leave her impending demise a mystery. You know, like, there could have been so many cooler ways to do it, and they didn't. Uh, I feel like someone said there was a second after credit scene. I didn't see one. Sorry. Uh, it's not my fault. It's something outside of my control. But uh, this movie, if I were to quantify it in another phrase, would be like... It's really juvenile. Sure, this movie could have been amazing to me if I was like 14 or 15. It was like big explosions and almost tits in your face with Amber Heard and that the way she was dressed and whatnot and the, you know, uh, fight sequences galore and crazy stylizations. And they did the weirdest thing and like played actually Africa when they were going to the Sahara Desert. What are you thinking? Really? How is this the best fucking movie DC's ever put out, allegedly? I just don't see it. It does not. To me, if I go right now, if I could stay awake and do it, I can barely stay awake to this podcast, folks, but if I could stay awake and watch The Dark Knight, it holds up. It's a fucking great movie. It does it for me, man. But not not Aquaman. It, it definitely doesn't do it for me. So, yeah, that was that. Uh, we watched Aquaman so I could review it. It's two star and not really thumbs up, not really thumbs down, but kind of thumbs down a little bit. Uh, really thumbs down though, you know, and it's interesting because usually I come on here and I talk more about like the comic content. I, I don't, honestly, I don't think I know enough about Aquaman's backstory. Like, I feel like they did a good job of making some subtle references and stuff to things, but man, it's Aquaman. It is what it is. So anyways, today was Sunday. Well, yesterday was Sunday, guys, and the Super Bowl happened. Super boring. 
Super Boring 53 happened, and the Patriots win. No surprise. They've collected all six um, NFL championship stones uh, with the help of their Black Order, Roger Goodell, and the NFL referees. Uh, this overall was just a stinking pile of horseshit. I don't really talk sports, but man, come on. I'm sick of seeing the fucking Patriots win it all, man. It's just, they're not, I hate to say it, they're not that good of a team. In the regular season, they're losing to under 500 teams that didn't make the playoffs, and then they win the Super Bowl. And they only really technically could have put up three points if there wouldn't have been some crazy penalties called and a couple, you know, tiny mistakes. It's just weird to me, I guess. Sure, there's a legacy to be had, but man, don't you guys remember uh, the MVP got busted for PEDs at the beginning of the year? He shouldn't have even fucking played in the Super Bowl. He should have been suspended for performance-enhancing drugs, but they did not suspend him. Alas, I don't know what to think about that. So, we've actually got some other news to pull up here. I've got it on my trusty, dusty lap tip roo. So, I'm going to pop it up. Let's get it popping right now for you guys, eh? I think so. We, uh, let's see. By the way, I just want to mention, I just plotted out in July 1st, 2019. Journey into Comics 250. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'm going to do something, you motherfucks. All right, man, let's get into it. Uh, here's a little bit of news in no real particular order. Well, I mean, there is some order, but anyways. Uh, there was a current filing, and with this filing, it showed what they believe is... It, it wasn't a belief... It was under Mr. Iger's leadership, Disney has created a, uh, it's just talking about investments. And one thing that's noted on the key FY18 achievements was the 21st Century Fox acquisition. And it says, quote, entered into a revised agreement to acquire 21st Century Fox for $38 a share with cash or stock optionality for shareholders. Expected deal will close before June of 2019. So... We've only got about four months now, and we're going to be getting the official word on the uh, arrival of all the Fox properties back to Marvel and Star Wars back to Disney. It's an exciting time, man. I'm looking forward to it. We've spent a lot of time talking about this uh, you know, deal coming to an end, so it's going to be nice to finally close that chapter and, and call it complete. I feel like this is the year of completionism. We're going to get the end of the Robert Mueller report. We're going to get the end of the Trump presidency. We're going to get, you know, the end of the Disney acquisition of Fox. We're going to get the, you know, the the end to fucking world hunger. I don't. I hope that last one's true. But you know, there's a lot of things coming to an end this year. So uh, the end of uh, Game of Thrones, fucking the end of the fucking first part of the MCU's creation and the and the the first major overarching story. Uh, it's crazy time. Speaking of Marvel and what's going on, uh, at the they did a thing for Stan Lee celebrating his life. They caught up with Sean Gunn. That's James Gunn's brother. And he pretty much just said, you know, and, and this is a little bit of a mini tangent with some of the stuff. He pretty much just said, uh, well, my bro is doing Suicide Squad 2 right now, which I'm really excited about, and I know he's really excited about. I don't know what's going on beyond that. I mean, Guardians 3 is going to get made. We're going to make that movie. We'll figure out what happens there. But you know everything ends up having a way of working itself out, I think. Maybe there's some optimism there. I tell you what, there's a really funny thing that happened. Some fake news site, or it wasn't really a fake news site. It was actually fake news mags on Twitter. Uh, hi, Disney Studios, Marvel Studios. Please, uh, please hire someone for Guardians of the Galaxy already. I vote Edgar Wright, Philip Lord, Chris Miller, or Taika Waititi, and I would be happy to explain these suggestions. Edgar Wright responded with, I'd like to throw in this suggestion too, at James Gunn. Chris Miller said he would be a good fit tonally. And Taika Waititi said, agreed, James Miller would bring a fresh energy and style that the first two films were lacking. I love the sarcasticness of this because they know how fucking wrong this was for them to do James Gunn like this. Uh, 
and it's just like what can you do other than just show support and solidarity for one of your own man he didn't do anything wrong what if that had been taika watiti do you think people would have abandoned him i don't think so I think that Marvel needs to consider what they're doing, and I've said it a million times on this show. Marvel needs to consider what they're doing. Maybe let Guardians director James Gunn do Suicide Squad 2. Let it get made. And then as soon as it's done, be like, look, man, we want you back. We made a mistake. We're sorry. We fucked up. Oops. Because right now, if you swoop them in, it almost looks like you're just shining to Shanghai. Uh, but, you know, of course, another thing is, who knows if this movie will even get made some of these movies that DC's been putting together aren't all going to necessarily make the chopping block. We'll see if we get the Joker movie. I mean, we're supposed to this year, but we'll see what happens. Anyways, more news coming on. Because another person talks about it. Chris Pratt promised a third Guardians film sooner or later. Confirming the release is a matter of when, not if. He says, I promise there'll be a third movie. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but I know everyone on board is eager to give the fans what they want and wrap up a trilogy in a meaningful way. We're, st we're still circling the city of Jericho, I like to say. There's a... Oh, okay, okay. They, they bring back up the thing that all the actors shared in solidarity. I like to think that James Gunn could get brought back for this. And I think that'd be something that would be very, 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 very smart. You know, uh, one thing James Gunn created was Xandar. I mean, in the MCU anyways. And some people think that's going to be the key to defeating Thanos. Um, let's see here. Uh, since there was only one stone gathered off screen, one recent fan theory thinks that it will not only be... It will make its only... On-screen appearance in Endgame, and it'll be it'll end up being the way that good guys take down Thanos once and for all. Online sharer W2AMIT said the theory thinks that the logo Marvel Studios chose to change up the color for the logo, drawing inspiration from the Power Stone itself. With the theory meaning the Power Stone will be a way to stop Thanos. That means the Avengers will probably need to go back in time before the Estranged Eternal first gathers it. Ooh. So, essentially, what we saw in the first Guardians movie when that first Eternal is holding the, the staff and destroying that planet, they're going to have to go before then. That's interesting. So, here's what the theory says. It says, first appearing in Guardians of the Galaxy, the stone was transferred into the possession of the Nova Corps by, on Xandar by the end of the movie. Speaking of the in-canon timeline, the first Guardians film took place somewhere in the year 2014. We know that Thanos waited until the death of Odin, Anthony Hopkins, to begin collecting the stones, which presumably happened sometime in 2017. This gives the Avengers and Guardians a rather large window to go back in time where they know the stone has been kept. Of course, after they get to Xandar, the story completely left to speculation since we know virtually nothing about the plot of the film. Virtually anything is possible. Should they go to Xandar around 2014 to try to protect the Power Stone, one would think that Thanos would find out somehow and try to get his hand on the first stone a little earlier, which in turn could feature an appearance by Odin arriving to help out. More likely than not, however, those wishing to stop Thanos will time travel to Xandar immediately before he gets the Power Stone. If this were the case, it'd be more than likely be the culmination battle at the end. If they travel back to 2014, it means they those killed by Thanos, Gamora, Loki, and those dusted away would be alive again, providing an opportunity for the entire MCU as we know it to converge on Xandar for a screen-busting battle. Oh man, that would be bitchin'. I would like to see it. Ami, no... The great question, though, is with the Power Stone not being seen, uh, taken in the first movie, uh, the importance of the Power Stone and Xandar, could we see a Nova come out of this? And I like it. So, apparently there's a previously unannounced Hunter Parrish uh, role in Captain Marvel. Parrish was in Captain Marvel, and the Weeds alum apparently had a rather significant role in the film, at least according to user... Trouble the Trouble Dude, user Twitter user the Trouble Dude, an apparent rogue Disney employee that sat in on the screening. Uh, 
so he's one of the best and most important appearances in the movie, Captain Marvel. I can be warned for this. So, man, it could be a Richard Rider. Mm, that would be the shit. I'm not really sure, though, folks. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Uh, that's dumb. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the cool thing that happened. Oh, yeah, we got 30 seconds, folks. Let's talk about 30 seconds for longer than 30 seconds. How about as uh, we got a new Super Bowl trailer for the Avengers Endgame. Okay. Right out the gate, I want to mention they do a really good job of quickly showing you everybody who has been dusted before they actually show any new footage. And I mean, they show everybody who gets dusted so ultimately fast. And I mean, it's like less than five seconds you see. And I'm going to go through the list in mostly the order. You see Wasp, Nick Fury, Spider-Man, Falcon, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, Winter Soldier, and Vision. Boom, 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 in like two seconds, okay? So they quickly get rid of everybody in just the blink of an eye. And then we go back to it, and then it's the 10-year studio thing fading away. Looks like New York. Everything looks like shit. It's not good there, City Field. No one's there. Where do we go now that they're gone on a poster? There are seven shadows. Does that signify something? We'll have to see. There are people in a meeting. You can't really see who's all in there. Uh, but we know ultimately that Steve Rogers is in some sort of rehabilitation for emotional distress or PTSD. You see Tony and Nebula working on the ship. Maybe that's how Tony gets back from outside space. They actually figure a way to get home. Uh, you see the Avengers uh, walking from Avengers Tower looking up in the sky at something. Could this be Captain Marvel? Could this be Tony and Nebula with Benatar, the ship? Could it be something we're totally not expecting like Thanos? Uh, but you got Rhodey there, Banner, Captain America, Black Widow, and then it seems like there would be another person standing there. They're blinked out. Maybe that's somebody we're not supposed to see. Maybe it's Captain Marvel or vice versa. Maybe it's Tony Stark and Captain Marvel's coming. We'll have to see. I'm not really sure here. Uh, now, there's a really cool shot of Rocket, and he is actually in his OG-like blue with red stripe and red button jumpsuit type thing. I guess it's going to be from Wakanda. It would be my guess. Um, like drab like that. Um, but it's very much like his original costume in the comics. So that's pretty nifty. Well, one of his original costumes in the comics. You got Black Widow shooting a gun here, shooting at the target. Then it's, oh, it's Ant-Man, Scott Lang, and Rhodey both putting their helmets on, getting ready for something. Thor looking forlorn and then walking. He has something in his hand that looks kind of like maybe an umbrella. Maybe it's something else. I'm not really sure. Uh, there was... Hawkeye looking up and a little bit distressed, not sure what the fuck's about to befall him, and Captain America removing his shield from his arm, or tightening it, it looks like. And then there's some silhouettes, and I can't make out everybody, but it looks like it's Cap, uh, Rhodey, Black Widow, Banner, uh, Ant-Man... And Rocket Raccoon, all in Avengers Tower, walking. And then it says April. See, it's not very long, folks, but man, it gives you a lot in that really short time. Uh, it makes me really excited for this movie. I cannot wait for Avengers Endgame. I've said it like every single time there's any footage or knowledge or anything about the movie. I'm like, oh my god, I'm fucking so excited. Bring me more. You know, ultimately, I think... It's one of those movies where I am a little bit terrified, much like Aquaman. You know, I don't want them to let me down. I don't want it to be a sucky movie, and it's possible. Avengers Endgame could be a shit movie. Man, that's going to be a crazy weekend. I cannot wait to talk about it. But, folks, you know, before we get into more news, because there was actually another trailer that dropped, um, but we're kind of like in the middle near middle end part here you know i don't think it's officially been announced on any of the shows on the network here so i'm going to do it right now as 
you guys, March 23rd, Lafayette, Indiana, North End Pub. You guys, check this out. It's going to be band number one, Boner Jovi, Walk Among Us, and Yesterday's Chips. All four of those bands have something in common. What is it? They feature members of the Journey into Comics Network family. All those bands have members of different shows on the network. So what's up with that? Well, we've got Podcastrophe, Journey into Comics, Brews with Dudes, and Dungeons with Dudes also doing a live show at the same event. Because Fun for Funs, March 23rd, is a Journey into Comics Network event. We're trying to raise money for the network. We're trying to up the game, get you guys some swag, get you guys some cool shit, build our brand even more, you know? But we need money, and we need you to do that. So we're going to put together a fundraiser. It's 10 bucks. Doors start at 3. Podcasts start at 4. Podcasts will run until 7.30. At 7.30, we've got bands playing. In between the bands, Patrick Murray is doing hilarious comedy. Hope you're ready to laugh your dicks off. You motherfuckers, come out and check it out. North End Pub, Lafayette, Indiana. You'll fucking love it. I'm stoked. I meant to announce that last week. I never got back to it. It's one of those things that happens. Here's another drink break brought to you by 4360. Oh, man. I had to get back on the horse for this one because I'm a little bit, at the end of my night, tired. So I decided to drink a Pepsi. All I wanted was one Pepsi, and Mom wouldn't give it to me. Just one Pepsi. Why couldn't I have the fucking Pepsi? Now, I'm going to do a way less good job of breaking down this Captain Marvel trailer. Not that I don't care about Captain Marvel. It's just that I actually haven't seen this one yet. I wanted to save it for the show to be totally impressed and surprised. So I've not seen the Captain Marvel Super Bowl ad. Here we go. Okay. Maria Lant Rambeau. They're flying together okay oh man oh god she looks so badass Carol Danvers totally higher further faster trailer just higher further faster was kind of repeated over and over and over again and try to keep up man uh, it looks great Captain Marvel looks like it's going to be fun. Again, cautiously optimistic. March is going to come around. And I'm going to be like, all right, we got to see it. We got to see it to believe it. March 8th. So March 7th, I'm going to be seeing that movie. We are just over a month away, folks, from Captain Marvel. And then we're just over two months away from Endgame. Holy shit. That means I'm only um, months away from seeing Metallica and the Misfits in the same year. Wow. Holy shit, huh? That's crazy. So, what did Marvel fans think of this Avengers Endgame trailer? Some people pretty excited. Let's see, people saying cheers. People saying, I hope the theme of the marketing on here is... This is the theme of the marketing from here on out. Just straight up morose dread. Don't do a jokey second trailer, just more of this. Keep the dark tone, they said. Where do we go now that they're gone? That's what the, the poster said. People are freaking out. Oh, somebody used the oh shit from Thor Ragnarok with uh, Odin. I'm sitting here bawling at this teaser, someone said. All of them together and ready to fight. I have so much faith in them. I'm so fucking ready for this movie. This duo will yeet the hell out of out of space. Uh, being Tony and Nebula. Uh, uncanny X-Men fan some shit talking about how they're kind of like snow white and the seven dwarfs the seven dwarfs walking off and there's one two three four five six seven eight i think there's seven or eight of them uh in there and there there's probably somebody else too maybe one more person i better hear cap finally say avengers assemble in this movie does anybody have any orange slices some people move on but not us uh yep Yep, that movie's going to be dope. Super excited. Uh, let's see, man. I don't think I really have anything else, guys. I feel like this is kind of a shorter episode. It's a little bit bullshit on my part. Hopefully you guys aren't mad at that. It's just, it's fucking late. 
It's fucking later than I wanted it to be. The stupid Super Bowl was on. The sink issue happened that fucked me up. It's all fucking me up. Damn it. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't really... Oh, let's see what this is. Mr. Peanut trolls the Avengers. Iconic snack mascot Mr. Peanut chimed in online about the new Avengers in-game TV spot. Mr. Peanut tweeted an image of himself with a peanut-branded version of Captain America's shield. Tweet reads, We got you a shield. Oh, <laughs> funny. Okay, that's a funny little thing at the end. Anyways, folks. I want to thank you so much for checking out Journey into Comics, man. It's really cool to do a show like this and to have a spot to talk about comics and nerd out and whatnot. It's cool to know that this week we're getting a new Walking Dead comic. Walking Dead 189, I think. 88. Let's see. Which one? New The Walking dead comic is the next one is 188 comes out tomorrow or wednesday so we're getting more books here soon more stuff coming out there uh you know uh it's really weird to me i just want to mention this it's really weird to me how i've been a fan of certain books for a long time and then like some of these books have blown up to be prominent because their first appearances of certain characters uh recent example i've got the first appearance of carol danvers as captain marvel and that book is just starting to blow up now so i don't know if any of you have money to burn uh, and you want to invest in something that's going to be an east like a like a good nest egg uh in the comic world uh, Avenging Spider-Man number nine is the first appearance of Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel, and I'm telling you guys, it's gonna be sought after after this movie drops. So that's my little tip for you guys this week. As I've said before, you guys can check out the Journey into Comics podcast at journeyintocomics.com. That's where you'll get the Journey into Comics network. You can get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, CastBox, or Spotify. Also, tune in by searching on any of those sites. Search Journey Into Comics Network. That'll give you access to Journey Into Comics, this show. Poor 360, Journey Into Wrestling, Foodies Watching Movies, Adulting Ain't Easy, Podcastrophe, Kids for Sale, Crucial Tunes, The Voice of Survival Podcast, Gallif Radio, Brews with Dudes, and Dungeons with Dudes. All those shows on our network, they rotate. So not every show's out right now. You know, currently we've got Crucial Tunes and The Voice of Survival happening. Kids for Sale and Gallif Radio, not on the network this this couple, these next couple months. And neither is Adulting Ain't Easy. But you bet your ass, as soon as Journey into Wrestling and Foodies go off air, Adulting Ain't Easy's going to come back. Kids for Sale's going to come back. Gallif Radio's probably going to come back. Maybe be bringing a new show to the network. Maybe got a couple new shows in the works. Maybe got a new show you guys can get exclusively by going to podcastrophy.podbean. Or actually, it's podcastrophypod.podbean.com. That's Dick's other feed. That's the, you know, the podcastrophy feed. Um, we want to make sure they get to highlight themselves. So they got a new logo, guys. I, I said that earlier. I just want to say it again. It's uh, it's always great collaborating with those dudes, and uh, you know, doing podcasts with everybody on the network. Anyways, guys, I think that's gonna do it for this late, 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 late show with Nate. Uh, I have been Nate. Holy shit, that was weird how that worked. Anyways, folks. Take care of yourselves and each other. As always, pop your caps back and fill your brains with all that shit. Later.